Riders Radio Theater is on the air. And thank you, Texas Big Spender, the voice that's on a million baby chicks over Border Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, welcoming you once again to Riders Radio Theater. Let me take a second to introduce us to you as you gaze into your Lafayette 16 tuber tonight. Over to your right, that's my left, the young man who plays the string bass. 145 pounds of lean, mean, fighting comedy, too slim! <laughs> I, I maintain that my years in comedy have had no effect on me whatsoever. I maintain that Thank strongly. you so much, Dude <laughs> To my right, technically a knockout, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, Woody Paul! Woody, 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 Thank you, thank you, friends. And now the undisputed heavyweight champion of the Western world. The idol of American youth himself, Ranger Doug. And of course, a man who's been down but who's never been out, Joey the Cow Polka King. Thank you, Joey. Let's take a ride on those old Texas planes. One, two, three. I want to drink my job from an old tin can While the moon goes riding high I want to hear the sound of the whippoorwill I want to hear the coyotes cry I want to feel my saddle horse between my legs Riding him out on the rain Just to kick him in the side Make him show his step and pride Back on those Texas plains Seems I'm back in my dreams, way back where I belong. I'm just an old cow hand from the Rio Grande, back where I was born. Oh, these city ways and these city lights, 
are driving me insane. I want to be alone. I want to be back home, back on those Texas plains. That dial, Saddle Pals, Riders Radio Theater. We'll be back right after the following important message. Hello, friends. Dr. B. Baxter Basil here, MCA, RCA, MGM, and member National Geographic Society. And this is Mrs. Dr. B. Baxter Basil. Hello, friends. I took a walk in the woods today, and as I walked, I thought of all of you. Thank how, you, Mama. Friends, if you're like me and Mama, you've always despised West Side Story. What a load of hooey. Mama and I went to see it one time, and we were disgusting. Oh, Dancing giggle boys with switchblade knives and wanton women, and worst of all, silly asinine lyrics. Asa what, Dr. Bell? Oh, sit down, Mama. Of course, all this was before Campfire Life Productions acquired the Western rights to West Side Story and retained me and Mama to promote their great new roadshow version, West Side Beat Story. <laughs> yes, the inimitable side meat stalks the boards once again as the star of this wild and woolly epic of Western sidekicks, West Side Meat Story. Tonight, tonight, I'll take a bath tonight. It happens once a year, and that's tonight. Yes, you won't want to miss the unbelievable thrill of hearing and seeing them. Side Meat performs song after song from this immortal production of West Side Meat Story. I feel gritty, oh so gritty. I feel dirty and dusty and dumb. And so gritty, oh I'm just as gritty as they come. And that is pretty gritty, Dr. Basil. Thank you, Mama. Sit down, Mama. This huge production features elaborate sets that require two full-size pickups to haul about and the costumes easily fill a lens and suitcase. Yes, it's a glorious staging of glory. Music. When you're a cook, you're a cook. All the way from the first biscuit burned to the last bean betrayed. Friends, this is real music. There's not one clinker in the bunch. You'll cry when you hear the beautiful ballad, Some Hair. Some Hair. Some Tea. Somewhere. I'll find a new way of looking. Perhaps it will improve my cooking. And if that one don't get you, this one will. Listen to Side Meat's Ode to His Mule. Maria, say it loud, she'll ignore the mention. Oh, Maria. Say it soft, use a two-by-four to get her attention. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime experience, West Side Meat Story. Something's burning, something's hot. Someone forgot to take off the pot. Something's in flames. I got a feeling that your dinner's been scorched, totally torched. Perhaps I'm to blame. 
plans now to attend the performance of West Side Newt Story when it comes to your town, and don't worry. You won't have to pay those astronomical Broadway ticket prices for this show. Tickets are only $9.99 in advance. $8.99 at the door, Dr. Basil. Isn't it usually the other way around? Uh, oh, sit down, Mama, and listen closely, friends. Here's when this great show will be in your town. West Side Meat Story is in Spud Rapids on the 6th, Tumbleweed City on the 9th, and Oak Mill on the 12th. Don't miss this deluxe high-tone show when it comes to your hometown. And now it's time for the popular new Riders Radio Theater feature, Can They Do It? In which America's favorite cowboys respond to daredevil requests from our faithful listeners. Wow, this is exciting. A new, a new, a new portion of the show. Beautifully said, Slim, and I can't wait to see how it works out. <laughs> Thank you, Texas Bix, for the beautiful introduction. And Slim, I guess yes. you're in charge of daredevil feats. What, yes. uh, what has a faithful listener written in and requested us? Well, I have the letter right here, Ranger Doug. Uh, Ranger Doug, our... Can they do it? Letter this week comes from little Ronald Reagan. He writes, uh, <clears throat> Dear Riders in the Sky, although I don't have as much free time as I used to, I'm still a faithful listener to Riders Radio Theater. I, I am constantly amazed at all the things you guys can get away with. You remind me a lot of myself. Well, enough of that. It's time for me to say, Can they do it? Can Too Slim perform the theme from All Things Considered as if he were a duck? That is a bizarre request, but okay, Slim, can you do it? I can do it. Check this out. Well, that's the answer for can they do it? Yes, no, wait, we wait, can wait, do Richard, it. Doug, this is a three-part question. That was only the first part. There, there's, there's one for each of us here. All right. What's the next part? Uh, can Woody Paul eat an apple and make a phone call at the same time? P.S. Ed Meese could. So we can... <laughs> well, shucks. That's an easy one. Bix, can you toss me an apple over here? Great. Zeno, yeah. hand me that phone <laughs> over there. Okay. Hello. Teresa? Hi, this is Woody Paul. Woody Paul, yeah. How you doing, huh? Well, I was thinking about dropping over to see you later this evening. You gonna be out? Well, mm-hmm. Oh, you are? Well, heck, what about some other time? You're gonna be gone a long time, ain't you, darling? Mm. Well, I'll see you when you get back. Give me a call. All right. Bye. He did it! Wow! He Right, okay. I suppose I'll have to do some sort of yodeling. Oh, good guess, Ranger Doug. Well, the way things have been going, I guess it wasn't really a shot in the dark. So what do they want to hear yodel? Well, uh, let's see. I guess the first thing, it's not just an ordinary yodel. First, you have to lay down on your back. What? Yeah. Yeah. You, can you yodel on your back? Okay. All right. Here Ranger I am. Doug's getting down on his back I there. I can do it. No okay. problem. All right. Oh, 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 no, no, wait a second, Ranger Doug. That's only part of it. Uh, give me a hand here, Woody. We got to put this heavy piece of, of plywood over Ranger Doug. Oh, boy. Oh, this thing really is heavy. Oh, here we go. Got it on his chest I'm there. I'm supposed to yodel through a heavy piece of plywood. Yeah, uh, among other things. Other things. Oh, okay, Big Zeno, open the curtains. And bring out the big cement truck! Bring it out here! The big cement truck! Wait a minute! 
Now we're gonna drive the big cement truck up on top of you and then you yodel what? Ranger Doug! No way! Ranger Doug would be the easy way after me and Woody did our stunts to say no way. But it wouldn't be Never the... mind! Let's get this over with! Okay, Big Zeno, is that truck loaded with cement? <laughs> Alright then, drive it up on top of Ranger Doug! Good job, Big Zeno. Okay, Ranger Doug, can you hear me? Yodel, yodel when ready. What? He's doing it. Gee. There you have it, little Ronnie. He can do it. Lose the big truck, big cement truck. So long. Come on, Woody, let's get the plywood off Ranger Doug. Great job, oh, Ranger Doug. Yeah, great. How do you oh. feel, Ranger Doug? Refreshed? Too slim. I think next time I'd like to have a hand in picking which letter we use on the air, all right? <laughs> sure, Ranger Doug, if we ever do this again. We'll do it again. I think you can count on it. And that's Can They Do It for this week. And now it's time for a classic of the West, and here's Ranger Doug with a special request. Dedication, really. Uh, yes, thank you, Texas Bix. So we'd like to do a classic cowboy folk song, Get Along Little Dogies. We'd like to send this one out to Jack Murray of Los Angeles, California, at the request of his sweet sister, Terry Murray, who listens to us over KMXT in Kodiak, Alaska. As I was out walking this morning for pleasure, I spied a cowpuncher riding along. His hat was thrown back, his spurs was a jingling, and as he approached, he was singing this song. Whoopie tie, I yo, get along, you little doggies, it's your misfortune and none of my own. Whoopie tie, I yo, get along, you little doggies, you know that Wyoming will be your new It's early in the springtime when we round up the doggies We tag them and brand them and bob off their tails Round up the horses, load up the chuck wagons And then throw the doggies out on the long trail Whoopie-tie-yi-ho, get along you little doggies It's your misfortune and none of my own Whoopie-tie-yi-ho, get along you little doggies You know that Wyoming will be your new home your mama was raised up away down in Texas where the gyms and weed and the sandburrs grow. Well, we'll fill you up on prickly pear and choya until you are ready for Idaho. Whoopie-tie-yi-yo, get along, you little doggies. It's your misfortune and none of my own. Whoopie-tie-yi-yo, get along, you little doggies. You know that Wyoming will be your new home. Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures presentation in association with WPLN Productions. This program is being taped live at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in Nashville, Tennessee. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode four of the exciting Western melodrama, Curse of the Lost Gold. 
As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Side Meat is vying with Slocum in a hotly contested political race to be the next mayor of Tumbleweed City. In our last episode, Slocum tricked Gary Morris into appearing at a concert in the Tumbleweed Amphitheater. Ostensibly, the show was a fundraiser to help save the rainforest. In actuality, Slocum intended to steal the money and use it to finance his campaign. <laughs> but when Gary found out, he cold-cocked Charlie with a roundhouse right, returned the money to the audience, and suggested they give the money to Slocum's opponent, Side Meat, which in a tremendous show of support, they did. Side Meat! Side Meat! Side Meat! And now, episode four of Mystery of the Lost Goldscript, entitled Hokum Slocum, or, and you will soon see why, Night of the Comet. It is now a couple of hours after the Hokum Slocum Benefit Concert. Gary Morris has returned to the real world. Riders in the sky have returned to their famed old Triple X Ranch, and Slocum has snuck back to his office in the Dry Gulch Saloon, where he now plots a terrible strategy to use on Riders in the Sky. I gotta take some strong action here, Charlie, or I could lose this thing. And you know we have to win this election, Charlie. It's all part of our very big, very evil plan. What's that, Charlie? Yeah, for a sensitive, poetic kind of guy, that Morris really packs a wallop. <laughs> no need to say it again, Charlie. Once is enough. Get some ice over there and put it on your chin. That'll help. <laughs> Charlie, if I could get my hands on that money that the old geezer has, I could still swing this election my way. Ah, the banks are closed. Say, that means he had to take the dough home with him, right, Charlie? Here's what you do, Charlie. Get a can of gasoline, ride out to the Triple X Ranch, wait till they all go to bed, then sneak up and set their barn on fire. <laughs> oh, you like that, eh, Charlie? Yeah, I do, Slocum. <laughs> well, don't get too excited watching it burn, because while they're all running around trying to save the livestock, you break into the ranch house, steal that money, and bring it back here. Got it? Got it, boss. <laughs> okay, get going. Right. While you're picking up the little campaign contribution... <laughs> I'll be figuring out how to spend it in a way that'll pull victory from from the ashes of defeat. <laughs> Get it, Charlie? <laughs> ashes of defeat. <laughs> it's a... Never mind. <laughs> Just get going, Charlie. Meanwhile, as a full moon rises over Tumbleweed Valley, riders in the sky gather around the kitchen table of the famed old Triple X Ranch and listen as Side Meat relates to them how he got involved in a mayor's race against Slocum. Well, you know, I come back on the ranch after all that business out in Hollywood, and when I got here, I found out that old mayor, Fargo Fulton, had laid down his mantle of auspice and retired to Orlando. Next thing you know, Slocum and Charlie showed up claiming the governor had pardoned him. Oh, and not only that, but Slocum says he's running for mayor. Well, I couldn't just sit on my backside and let that rat take over Tumbleweed City. So since nobody else wanted a job that only pays five bucks a week, oh, I, I reared back and throwed my hat in the ring. Oh, well, good for you, side me. I guess somebody had to do it. But you know what I can't figure out is... Uh, how, in, how did Charlie and Slocum get them pardons? I, Got a point there, Woody. You know, there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. Among other things, Slocum is usually involved in very big and very evil plans. It's not like him to go after such small potatoes as simply being elected mayor of Tumbleweed City. Gosh, that's right, Ranger Doug. You know, I think tomorrow I'll send a wire to the governor's office inquiring into how and why. Slocum and Charlie got those pardons. Great idea, Ranger Doug. Or we're waiting to hear back from that. We've got to concentrate on making sure side meat wins this election. Now you're talking. Say, speaking of winning the election, I gotta figure out how to spend fifty thousand bucks on my campaign in the next two days. Uh, you know the elections day after tomorrow. Yes, side meat, we're well aware of that. But it's getting late, and I think we, I think we ought to. 
Start work first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's turn in. Yeah. Well, I'm bushed. Okay. Me too. Yeah, me three, man. I tell you, boys, this here election's gonna be a barn burner. Oh. Speaking of barn burners, one is creeping up on the famed old Triple X even as the last lamp in the ranch house is extinguished. <laughs> Time for a little weenie roast. <laughs> Working quickly and clumsily, Charlie soon has gasoline doused all over the barn and himself. Then he pulls a box of kitchen matches from his pants pocket and strikes one. But as often happens with kitchen matches, the burning head flies off and lands on Charlie's gasoline-soaked shirt. And within seconds, Charlie is a ball of flame. Thus, as the riders sleep peacefully in their bunks, a huge 300-pound fireball races across the moonstruck landscape of Tumbleweed Valley, leaving a scorched trail of blackened earth in its wake. <laughs> Soon, strange reports start to flood in over High Sheriff Drywall's phone line. Yep. Hello? Yep. This is Sheriff Drywall here. Just saw a comet. <laughs> I suppose it's making sort of a high-pitched wail, like, whoa! Is that it? Yeah, I know. I know what it sounds like, because you're the 49th caller to report a comment in the last 15 minutes. No, you are the first to say you saw Elvis riding it. <laughs> yeah, I'm forming a posse to chase it, and if you want to come along, you're welcome, Mr. Haley. All right. Moments later, High Sheriff Drywall and a posse of 30 angry, frightened ranchers galloped down the tumbleweed trail near the Big Rock Crossroads. Suddenly, a blazing fireball appeared on the horizon. There it is, boys. For a split second, the 300-pound fireball paused, causing a small brush fire. Then it was off, circling around the posse and heading for town. Whoa, it's trying to get around us, boys. Let's catch up with it. Come on, let's go. Furiously, the posse gives chase, but the fireball is possessed of a speed no normal man nor beast can match. Soon it reaches the outskirts of Tumbleweed City, where it veers down Printer's Alley, setting out houses aflame left and right. Then the posse in hot pursuit. <clears throat> it roars onto Main Street and plunges headlong into a large water trough in front of the Dry Gulch Saloon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hit the water there, boys. Look, somebody was in there. Well, there sure was. Why, well, it's Charlie. Hey, is that you, Charlie? Oh. Holy heifer, it is, Charlie. Charlie, that comment hit you and then disintegrate? Shut up. <laughs> Sir? I said shut up. Oh. That's what I thought. <laughs> Boys, it hit Charlie and then disintegrated. What's going on out here? Hey, is that you, High Sheriff Drywall? Sure is, Mr. Slocum, and you're mighty lucky I'm here, too. Oh, really? How's that, Sheriff? Because me and the boys here, well, we've been chasing a flaming comet all across this valley, and it's headed right for your saloon when we caught up with it and made it veer off here into this water trough. Do tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I do tell. Of course, we didn't know Charlie was taking a bath in it at the time, right, Charlie? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I believe he's a little bit put out by it, too. <laughs> Save the puns, Sheriff. They don't work on me. Sir? Never mind. Good job, Sheriff. I guess we can all get back to bed now. <laughs> oh, no, not yet. i got to file my report and call the inquirer. I'm going to be famous over this, boys. Let's ride. Uh, Charlie, I want you to tell me all about this. I bet it's a fiery little tale. <laughs> oh, shut up, boss. <laughs> Some events cannot be known if you weren't there, no matter how involved the explanation. Realizing this, Slocum saved Charlie a lot of mumbling about and himself a lot of time. Oh. Never mind, Charlie. Let's just say between roundhouse rights and barn burnings, you've had a bad day. Right. Now, let's see. Looks like I can't buy this election. I can't win it. Uh, the only way I can have it is 
Steal it. Steal it. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty bad hombres, aren't we, Charlie? Right. <laughs> but somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> HR boss. Yeah, I got a pencil-thin mustache and a reptilian demeanor. If I could squeeze a nickel profit, I'd take your grandma to the cleaners. <laughs> I love forgery, extortion, and changing cattle brands. But mostly I'm in love with very big and evil plans. <laughs> I want your coal and cattle gold and timber and railroad right away. Your water rights and mineral rights and air rights, by the way. I love confiscation, intimidation, and owning all the land. Cause lately I've been getting into big and evil plans. <laughs> Pot demands an evil man. To prove the good are good, someone's got to put them through it. Even Shakespeare in his glory put good villains in his stories. It's a Dirty job, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> What's your excuse, Charlie? Boss, a brain like you needs muscle to make the action richer. A brawny goon, a dark saloon is why I'm in the picture. Breaking arms and burning barns and springing you from the can is why you need a guy like me for big and evil plans. Because the plot demands an evil man. <laughs> right. <laughs> the good are good. Someone's gotta put them through it. That's right. Even, Even Shakespeare in his glory put good villains in his stories. <laughs> That's a dirty job. But someone's got to do it. Yeah, it's a thankless job. But someone's got to do it. Yeah, it can be a messy job. But someone's got to do it. the guys. Right. Someone's got to do it. But what? What evil schemes will Slocum put in motion as Election Day nears? How did Slocum and Charlie get their pardons? And most mind-boggling of all, how will Side Meat spend 50000 campaign dollars? It's spine-tingling, bone-marrow-narrowing, heart-wrenching excitement you won't want to miss. It's episode five of Curse of the Lost Gold Score, entitled A Very Big and Evil Plan. Coming soon to this, Theater of the Mind. And now, here again, are Riders in the Sky. Enjoy the Cowpoke King. Thank you, Texas Vic Spender. Oh, what an exciting show. What an exciting week. But it's time for us to pack up the saddlebags and move on down the trail for this week. Right you are, Ranger Doug. Turn our ponies head to the west and move on out of here. Unless you're in Eureka, California, in which case you better turn it back east or you're going to get awful wet. Yeah, that's a big crick they got out there. Well, mighty big, sure. yeah. We'd like to remind you to tune in to the same station next week, same time, same station, until we meet again, speaking for Too Slim. Speak for me. Woody Paul, Joey the Cow Polka King. This is Ranger Doug, Idol of American Youth, saying from all of us to all of you. So long, saddle pals. It's been so good to see you. Farewell, saddle pals. We really hate to leave you, but the doggies are lowing. Roundup time is nigh, a fairy moon is calling from a starry western sky. 
Saying we'll see you next week on Riders Radio Theater. So long, South Pal.